Moncrief on News Talk. It's been around for a while, but a lot of people who work in interior design and the like in Ireland are reporting an increased interest in Feng Shui. Adele Cleary runs a company called Feng Shui Design. Afternoon, Adele. Hi, how are you, Sean? Not too bad. Have have you noticed an uptick in interest? Yeah, I mean, it has increased steadily. I've I've worked in uh, Feng Shui Design for 25 years here. And yes, certainly in the beginning, there there was less knowledge about what it actually was. But now it's much more common. People who are building or renovating or even just redecorating, just wanting to enfold something in that feels more energised, more in balance. They're looking for more balance in their lives and they're looking to use their interiors to generate that. And is it mostly homes you're finding people are doing this or can it be in offices, fast food outlets, that kind of thing? You really and truly can be everywhere. I use, I definitely would work, majority of people would be in domestic, in in homes. But I do uh, apply feng shui for people in offices. And actually during COVID, a lot of the larger corporates really uh, were looking to try and give people a little bit more balance when people were working from home and looking for a little bit more work-life balance. They really employed uh, me to, to kind of give it, give some tips on how to generate that balance in an unbalanced situation. Yeah. Um, so definitely people are much, much more open to, well, what simple things can I employ to make the space feel better for me, to make it work better for me? Yeah. Now, and, and the word energy seems to come up uh, when, when, when talking about this. So could you start by describing what that is and how you go about, I don't know, testing it in a home? Well, well it really comes down to how does it feel? So how do you feel in your space? And sometimes we're so busy being busy, we're not even conscious of how comfortable or uncomfortable we are sitting where we're sitting at a desk or, you know, just going about our lives. So it first comes back to, well, how do I feel? Um, and then what can I do to make some subtle changes to feel a little bit better? So like we're all in constant conversation with our environment every day, whether we're in, whether we're actually conscious of, of that or not. We're, we're kind of in a conversation with our space energetically. So if, if we probably do with feng shui, we look to be a bit more proactive in that. So am I comfortable sitting here where I'm sitting? What are the, the elements that are making me uncomfortable? And how can I can rectify that? And we look at everything from colour to the artwork, the ornamentation, to how you locate your, your position, your furniture in the room and optimise that so that it's really supporting you. So it's not just you going in to a building and 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 saying, no, that's, you know, that's wrong. That needs to be fixed. You have to go around with the people who live there to exactly. see how they feel about it. Exactly, because it's you in the context of your building. So, you know, you can apply feng shui to a space in a generic sense, but where it really takes on its magic is where you integrate it with your energy personally, how you live your life and what you're wanting from your environment. It's the person in the place over time. Okay. There are three aspects of feng shui. So what's the difference between that and just interior design? It's, I suppose it's a deeper understanding of it's not just something for a fashion sense. You're not just introducing colour or, or materials for a fashion sense. You're really getting deep into uh, the, the elements and into how it feels energetically to you. And it's a subtle difference, but it's really impactful. Um, And so what feng shui does is it looks at the cyclical uh, balance that's found in nature, the cycle of the elements, the cycle of the seasons, and it mirrors that into your built environment. So there are spaces where you uh, feel more restful. There are spaces which feed into your, your energy, give you a little bit more of a lift. 
their spaces which improve and your openness to creativity, uh, you know, and more conducive to, to positive relationships. So you're really looking at every aspect of your life and knitting that into the interior design of your space. Yeah, it's, I suppose, especially on a day like today, people might be uh, looking around parts of the house and saying, you know, it's almost pitch dark in the front room. <laughs> Uh, um, exactly, exactly. You don't want to let um, that nature in. Want... Yeah, and well, well, I suppose there's, there's a place for everything. I know my mother used to say that's how we get 40 shades of green. Yeah, <laughs> so well, there's a place for everything. But definitely, I suppose what we need to do is be looking at our space all the time and seeing well, what, what tweaks could I make. And so that's why you don't just apply feng shui once. It grows and evolves with you. So you will apply certain things today and then over time you're going to tweak things so that it's always working with you and evolving with you um, as you go about your day and as you go about your life moving forward. Yeah. The, the, and, but is it to do with the way, because I always thought it was a big element in Feng Shui, like say what, 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 uh, uh, when you, for your bed, what direction your head is pointed in? Yeah, so, so where you put your furnishings, there's a couple of layers to that. So the very first thing we look at is good form. And so that's where you're solidly backed up and supported in the positioning of the furniture. So, for instance, we'd like your head to a solid wall with a view of the door and the window into the room. That gives you a settled position. So you're not directly in line with the door or the window, your head to the window. That's unsettled in terms of its energy, just it's more, it's more energizing than settled. In the same way where you position your desk, we'd like you to orient your desk so that you have your back to the wall looking into the room rather than sitting at a desk butted right up against a wall with nowhere to progress to. You're literally up against the wall mm. as you work. So it's subtle things like that you begin with. And then there's a personalization where we look at your numerology and we each have four ideal directions to orient and four that need a bit of balancing. So we tweak it then with that layering as well. So it's really subtly supporting your energy all the time. Where you rest is really important because that's where you regenerate your energy for the next day. But where you're sitting for longer periods, if you're working from home or you're sitting at a desk, we want to really optimize the energy so that it's supporting you. Yeah, and numerology, what, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, so there's a few different systems of numerology where we take your date of birth and we calculate what your personal energetic signature is, the elemental signature that you arrived in with. So that's your potential energy. So we take a whole lot of, of, uh, of information from that. So each year over a cycle of nine years, your energy subtly changes and evolves. So some years your energy will be very up and out and you know, you'll have lots of, of, of energy for new beginnings. And in other years, your energy will be much more inwardly focused and more meditative. So over that cycle of years, we're looking to support you in the context of the bigger cycle. And um, you might hear people talking about the Chinese New Year and how the energy shifts. That's a global shift. But within that global shift, you also have a personal cycle of energy. So we're layering. We're layering in your personal energy specifically within the energy of your build space in the context of the global shifts of energy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, but I assume you're also working within the confines of the building itself, in the, yeah, I mean, unless absolutely. somebody's building from scratch, like, you know. But you see, you can make subtle changes that have a very big impact. So even the reorienting of your desk, the shifting around of your furniture, the shifting of your view in terms of the artwork you look at or the view that you look out on, very obviously changes your perspective. It changes how you feel in the space. And subtle changes can have just as big an impact as big, big, you know, knocking down walls or renovating. Mm. It doesn't have to be renovating. Very small things can actually shift the atmosphere. Sometimes scent can even shift the atmosphere. You know the way you catch a whiff of a scent and to bring you back into memory. 
the subtle things you can actually weave into your everyday environment will shift your energy but and uplift it. Yeah. How important then is your front door? The front door is the main entrance of chi or energy into your space. So it's where it's, it's the transition space. So it'll impact how you feel about heading out into the world and how you feel about arriving home. And it's also where you invite energy, like breath of fresh air, into your space. So really important as a transition space to make it feel as welcoming and as uplifting as you possibly can. And it's extraordinary how small little changes can make you feel so good about arriving home. So it's kind of the dead leaves or the dead plants gathered at the door versus you know, tidying it up, adding some fresh, a little bit of seasonal colour, it just lifts your energy. It's a total change just by that small little subtle change. And then as you step across the threshold, what's the first thing you see? What's the first thing you hear? What do you first encounter? It impacts how you feel about coming home. So mm. all of that is very, very important. But it is key uh, in Punct where we look at the entrance because it's the beginning of how the energy comes in or not into your space. Yeah, and I mean, I could, and I could well understand, Adele, many people listening would, would relate to that idea of, you know, feeling better because there's perhaps a simplicity about various rooms or they feel welcoming. Because yeah. of all that, then, it, it, are, are teenagers immune to feng shui? See, they seem to revel in their own filth when it comes to their bedrooms. <laughs> well, I suppose if you think about it, teenagers are in that point of transition. So they're in that point of, of trying to figure out who am I as an adult in this world. So there's a certain amount of turbulence that is uh, surrounds that. And we, in feng shui, we look at your environment as being a metaphor or a mirror for what's going on inside you. So it's kind of mirroring that maelstrom that goes on inside you as, as a teenager. Um, and actually, when I talk to teenagers about, you know, taking charge of their space in order to shift the energy in the different areas of their lives, they're really open to it. So they kind of know that I have control over my life in this in the context of my own space and they're really open to, to kind of moving along with the energy. I think this generation coming in is very open uh, to, to working with energy uh, so it's fascinating. I suppose they're working in the energetic uh, field uh, on their tech and everything every day so definitely they're open to, to making subtle changes to shift the energy in their lives. How often then should somebody do a reorgan? I know it's probably how long is a piece of string, but generally speaking, how often should somebody relook at uh, at their home and say we need to perhaps move things around? Well, really, I suppose you've got to ask yourself, well, well, you know, how are things moving along for me in the different areas of my life? And so maybe tackle that one area that relates to that area, that energy in your life. So if, say, for instance, you're trying to spur on some creativity, you might look at that area of your space and re-energize it. I like to look at it at least annually um, so that you're shifting the energy. So on the new year is a great time to do it. So next, uh, on the 10th, we're, we're celebrating the, the shift in the lunar new year. In the Celtic world, we look at February 4th, uh, February 1st on Bridget's Day and February 4th as the beginning of springtime. So a great time to kind of just take a look around, see how it feels in each space, just walk through your space and see how it feels. And then look at subtle changes you might want to make to just shift the energy. Yeah. the uh, Actually, yeah, one of our listeners wants to know, can mountains of laundry, cushions, toys and shoes be scattered around the house in a feng shui kind of way? <laughs> I think what she's talking about is clutter. Now, there's a difference between storage and clutter. Storage is neat and, neat and tidy and accessible, things you're using all of the time. Clutter is where mounds of things become overwhelming and they, they create a stagnation in the energy. And you know yourself, if you walk in onto a stack of clutter, the energy in your body plummets because it's, oh God, I'll have to and I must. And it, it lowers your, your energy. So what I would say is try to be as organized as you possibly can. Give yourself sufficient storage to store things 
you know, in the right place um, and then sort through it slowly but surely. If you're somebody who has a lot of clutter, don't beat yourself up with it. Tackle one small area at a time and slowly but surely you'll feel the energy shift as you do it, as you work through it. And should you apply it to all rooms? Because um, like, say, because that person there mentioned, you know, the, the utility room is just a functional room, really. Yeah, but you're interacting in there every single day. So why not make it feel as good as it possibly can? And that can be as simple as having a nice, uh, cheerful poster in there or, you know, having a nice, bright colour just for the sake of it. Why not energise every area of your space? If you're going to be in there every day, make it as as, as joyful as you possibly can, you know. Um, I mean, it, it, laundry can be fun too. <laughs> <laughs> a highly disputable statement, I would have thought, Adele. Uh, thanks a million for talking with us today. That was Adele Cleary there from Feng Shui uh, uh, Design. Uh, someone says, I had a bedside chest of drawers in my room for two years. I recently moved the position of it in the bedroom and I can't explain the sense of calm it brought to the room. I know I sound mad, but it's true. Uh, another text says, my mum always says my office desk isn't in a good position in our home office. She says for the flow of the room isn't good, but I've no idea what she means. Well, it's, it could be just what Adele said there. It's it's always better to ha- kind of have your back, uh, uh, the, the wall behind your back, and then you can see the room or as much as the room as you can. I'm in my house for 23 years. I'm still moving the furniture around, uh, though Frank in Donegal says, I get into bed, I fall asleep, period. I don't know if that's to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, feng shui or uh, long haul flights. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.